Hello everyone! Join Javier, Belinda, and Suhana on CREATE, where we speak to content creators and talk about all things content creation. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and ring the notification bell. Wait, wait, wait! We're on Spotify! Oh, okay! Hello everyone! Make sure to like, share, and follow our podcast. Hello! Welcome to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. I'm Suhana. And I'm Javier. And I'm Belinda. And we have with us Eleven Eleven. Woo! Okay, so I'm Tammy, and I'm better known as Four on our channel. Yes, and then we have my name is Joey, and I'm known as Seven. And together we are Eleven Eleven. Yay! Woo! Nice, nice enthusiasm. <laughs> I love so, it. So, do you want to do a brief introduction of your channel for those who do not know you or have watched our video? Okay, so a very simple introduction. Okay, so we are just two friends who just upload on YouTube. And we whatever we upload is literally anything and everything. Yes. Random videos lah. Yeah. You forgot the part yeah. where you are university students. Yeah, so they are all they are also university students if you don't know. So maybe we will look at we will get to see some university vlogs from them. I'm sure like in recent year, in recent months, there's been a rise of student YouTubers. So, would you like to share more about your inspirations and why you get started on YouTube? So, some background on us, right, is that we met each other in JC, and we are from the we were from the same CCA. So, our CCA has something to do with like photography and also like video production. So wow. that it's the media to, la, yeah. Yeah, so that led us to eventually trying out on YouTube with like the skills we learn from our CCAs. Because both of you are not staying in the same place, right? Uh, do you think it's difficult to arranging like arranging for times to film, especially with all the restrictions currently? Currently no la because we are two men show ma so we are still not really face affected by the visiting restrictions. Yeah. I have a question. So, why did like the two of you decide to come together to make a YouTube account instead of like making one individually? Actually, um, actually I started as an individual account, oh. but then oh. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not a very huge account. I just uploaded once, and then I find it quite hard to manage it on my own. And I know that Joey is also interested in doing this YouTube line, so I was like. Hey, why don't we just let I just stop doing this individually, individually, and let's just do it together instead. And we're like, oh, okay, sure. So that's how we started together. Yeah. That's so cool. Did you guys have any sort of inspiration or someone you maybe met in your CCA that drove you to creating this? Uh, not really. But um, when we were discussing right about like what should we name our YouTube channel, we actually like went through a lot of names and like. We was thinking whether we should link it back to our CCA or our JC because like that's where we started our journey in media. But yeah. up, eventually we came up with the name Eleven Eleven. It's because of our birth month. So I was born oh. in July. That's why I'm called Seven, and Tammy is born in April. That's why her name is Four. So like Seven plus Four that's is so Eleven. Cool. <laughs> So 11, 11. Yeah, because 7 plus 4, 11, 4 plus 7 is also 11. <laughs> Love it. So, what do your friends 
and like family like th- think about you starting a YouTube channel like did they react in any way like when you told them that you're gonna start a YouTube channel for me right my dad wasn't really that accepting of me doing YouTube because um back then I was um 20 when we started YouTube so my dad uh, was expecting me to go and work and like have some financial income compared to doing YouTube whereby right now we still haven't hit the monetization rate. So he feels that I'm not contributing to the family and he see that we won't be going anywhere with YouTube. So he's quite disapproving of it. But then eventually I think he just got turned used to it and he just don't say much. He still silently supports me now. Yeah. And Joey? Did your parents? Okay, so my parents, right, they don't have any study. I mean, they don't really bother about what I do in life. So because my parents are not that tech savvy, so they actually don't have Facebook, Instagram or YouTube. And they have no idea like what's going on on all these social media platforms. So when I I started, right, I introduced like YouTube to them. And then they actually watch my videos and give me feedbacks on how to improve. And they also tried to share it to their friends via WhatsApp. Oh. Yeah, and I think they are quite supportive in whatever I do. So I'm quite fortunate to have my parents. Yeah, I do agree. Her parents are very supportive. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. And and what about your friends? Do your friends feel like they're in the premise of someone super famous? I actually do. As a, as their friend, right? I definitely feel honored to be part of their video once. So, yes. I don't know about the other friends. Our common friends, uh, I think like in our clique, right, they still give suggestions and feedback. They do watch our videos as well. Yeah, but they don't feel that, oh, wow, I have a YouTuber as a friend. I mean, we also haven't reached that stage. But yeah, we are still thankful to have their support along the way. They also help us share like our videos to their friends, so which oh, is why we are right. yeah, which is why we are able to come so far till now. Yeah, I feel like if I had a friend who posted videos consistently like once a week, I, I would feel so proud of them. I think it's it's such a big thing. Yeah, uh, and like it's so hard to like remain consistent. Like, I would feel like so proud of my friend for like actually taking the step to like become a YouTuber because like so many people say they want to do this and want to do that, but they actually don't take action. You know? Yeah. yeah. You shooting arrow at me, is it? No, 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 myself actually. <laughs> so for context, Belinda likes to stream too. So she has streamed a total of a grand total of two times. Twice. <laughs> two times. Never lah. Oh, yeah. I I'll only one video. I mean, if no, I definitely see the dedication. I think you guys are going on a year now. Is it of posting consistently once a week? And I, I'm sure, like once your university life starts as well. It, it's going to be kind of difficult. Do you, do you guys have plans on how you're going to manage that? I think so far, because for me, I'm doing most of the editing. So, so far, I've started school for, uh, this week is my third week. Um, so far, I think it's still not that bad as of now. But future further down the road, I think it won't be quite difficult because mm. my time current timetable due to COVID is still mm. actually quite flexible for me to edit. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't think down the road there will be much difficulties for me lah. I think we actually already have taken some prevention to prevent like we are unable to upload videos in the future. So we actually have this like video bank with like future ideas that we can work on and we also like try to include some trends inside you know because media is like a ever-changing industry so we have to like keep up with the trends. 
Yeah, I was just I was just gonna ask about that. That do you think like now a year down the line, it's different from what you had originally imagined it would be like to be a YouTuber? Do you think there's some difference there? There definitely is some difference because when we started out, right, we actually wanted to do educational videos, and slowly, right, we actually started to do more on like lifestyle videos, which is like makeup and other stuff. And then like I think down the road, right, our genre might also change because like maybe we found a better genre that suit our target audience and the like, niche lah yeah 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 especially like as the years um go by you know maybe even you guys will change as people maybe the things the content you would want to consume might change you all ever think that you ever want to be a youtuber like before you even start the youtube for me i don't really have that thought back then but then when I was taking a okay so I took a gap year for background context so during my gap year I was thinking I have one year so I don't want to waste my this year so let me just start on something that I wish to try and then so this is how YouTube uh, our channel came about basically oh Joey can share I think like being a YouTuber has not crossed my mind before I started this because my aspiration is to become a teacher so yeah <laughs> so i actually um did like full-time job as a teacher okay so i think like halfway right i when i started this channel with tammy i think that this might be like something that i can pursue as well because i feel like my creativity is there and and for like this past one year right there's like no lack of video ideas yeah and we haven't feel the burn out yet because we all the videos keep like coming in all the ideas keep coming in continuing on this topic right you mentioned that you wanted to be a teacher because your niche is in uh chinese have you ever thought of like doing chinese educational content on youtube i think chinese educational content on youtube right like in singapore is not that popular because you know like singapore most of us communicate in english and yeah and our chinese is also like not high standard kind you know so it's really difficult to keep churning out content in that area lah for me you know you are doing computer science right you can do computer science basics for kids <laughs> can you imagine oh, that would be so interesting that's a completely different target audience but i feel like you could yeah, you guys are so engaging in your videos i'm sure i'm sure you'll have the audience yeah, since you have interest in educational content, I think it's an interesting niche that maybe, I don't know, you might explore in the future. It might be a fun one. Thanks for the idea. I will note it down. <laughs> Other than this kind of uh, aspirations, do you all intend to become a full-time YouTuber? Like, or do you all intend to continue part-timing? Yeah, like how does it fit into your schedule right now? Like, do you, do you guys plan it out that, okay, yeah, we're going to film on these days, we're going to edit on these days? Because I, I know that I can't follow a schedule. So our current filming schedule is like we meet about two to three times a month. But each time we meet, we make sure that we film more than one video. So it'll be a consecutive video after video filming. And in between, we might even film some TikToks. Yeah. So uh, editing wise, I'm just doing it on a basis whereby if I have time, I just edit a little. Day by day, I'll get it done by the end of the week. So that's our schedule. And yes, I actually, while doing this, I 
already have like a change of mindset and I already kind of like decided that I want to become a full-time YouTuber when I graduate already. Yes, uh, and I think I also shared this with my parents. Um, yeah, so it's just time to really put in all my effort and hope this pay off. Lah. Yeah. Seems right. Your pet. You said it earlier that when you first started YouTube, right? Your your dad wasn't like that supportive. But then, like now that you have the intention to become a full time YouTuber, do you think he'll be like okay with that, or like do you like expect that there'll be objections or anything? I think he pretty much like kind of give up already in the sense whereby <laughs> he believed that That's so mean! <laughs> like such a bad way to put it! <laughs> no, as in like, I think he he's really like reached a point whereby he's like, okay, my daughter, she's 21, by when she graduates, she'll be 24 or something. She should take her own lead in her life already. So I think that is why he, he didn't, he doesn't say much now. He just believed that and he I just entrust that he just trusts that I'll be able to like carry myself in the future, you know, lead my own life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess it's your decision at the end of the day, like where you wanna go. And I'm sure when it when it comes down to the line, you will work for it. You will do the necessary. Yeah, so, that's really exciting though. So what do you wish that you have known before you step into this industry? <laughs> this is a very difficult question. Like some of the YouTubers I've spoken to before, even if they have small channels or anything, they always say that they never really realized how much behind the scenes work goes into it. Like, you know, planning scripts and like you mentioned, the editing and, you know, figuring out when you want to post, the statistics of everything. Did you guys have to deal with that when um, when you were thinking of starting it? I think I went in with the idea that, okay, YouTube is just film, edit, upload, that's about it. But then, that was when I was so wrong. There's so many things about YouTube. It's like, even if I'm reading like something on about YouTube, like how, how do I get monetization? Tomorrow you realize that, oh, actually in editing, I can learn this, learn that. There's so many things that, that we can learn. And there's so many things that I wish I knew. And like right now, as I'm doing it, you're doing YouTube, I have to learn along the way as well. Like be it in terms of editing, be it in terms of filming techniques, be it in terms of even tracking your YouTube data. There's so many things that if I know beforehand, then I realize that, oh, you might be thinking, oh, YouTube is such an easy job, but actually it's not. There's a lot, a lot of hard work put into the behind the scenes. And it's really, wow, sometimes you'll be like, Oh my, when you really see your hard work paying off, like the views that you get day by day, you'll be like, oh my god, this is all my hard work. Yeah. And you yeah, feel so... Yeah, I was so... ask, like, do you remember the feeling when you first posted your big video or anything like that? Like, you know, seeing the final cut, making the thumbnail, making the bio, it must have been a really fulfilling experience. Yes, it's really fulfilling, which is why I always have this in mind that, okay, even though I took a gap year, but my gap year was a really fulfilling one, yes. I think that like when we started, right, our views is not that high. It's like only like 20 or to 30. And our subscribers are only like one digit for like the first three videos that we posted. Yeah, so it was really tough to like really reach where we are today. And I think that Tammy father might have like seen all the hard work that we put in. So that eventually like changed his mindset towards like YouTube as a career. 
as you mentioned about it, like, as the, is there any misconceptions coming into like, into like having a starting a YouTube channel that maybe in, in recent times has changed? YouTube is easy money. That's definitely some something that people think that people people think that being a YouTuber is a form of like getting easy money, but it's definitely not. No, I that's what people always say, just talk and you get money. But is it really the truth? No. Okay, I think this is because right, like a lot of YouTubers they only show the good side of this industry. Like they never show all the behind the scene, all the hard work, all the basically all the things that they do la, that is like off screen. So when people only see like the good side, right, they will think that, oh, this career, very easy, but you just have to like be in front of the camera, just like do unboxing or like just like put makeup on your face and you get a lot of views and you get a lot of like money and also like sponsorship and all those. But it's like not true. La. So as you mentioned, like there's a lot of like managing a YouTube channel is definitely not easy. So after the break, we'll be continuing on how do they sustain their channel. So stay tuned. See you later. See you. Bye. Welcome back to Create. So in this section, segment, <laughs> we'll be talking about how 11.11 sustains their channel. So we know that managing a YouTube channel is not easy as we mentioned in like the previous segment. So um, what are some difficulties that you actually face like when you're doing like your YouTube career kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, so I think one issue right that YouTubers face is definitely burnout, lah, the issue of burnout. Mm. So like when you start to like have feeling of getting very tired of like editing or creating idea, churning out content. You really have to take a break. Cause after you take a break, you will start, you will be able to relax and then you will start to find your creative juices coming back after you have a really like own break whereby, okay, I'm not gonna be doing YouTube, no edit, no filming. I'm just gonna focus on myself. And I think you'll be all right after that. Yes. Sometimes we, um, set a certain expectation for ourselves like we need to hit a certain amount of views or a certain amount of likes in order yeah. to like yeah continue to gain more audience but some videos might not do as well as the other videos and that actually make us rethink like are we on the right path like are we supposed to like continue on this journey or should we really rethink like the whole thing you know like <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we will like yeah. doubt, doubt our ability and like start to think like am I really doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like setting an expectation for likes and views is like really important because it motivates you, right? But then at the same time, I feel like it can be kind of like a two-edged sword in that like if you don't hit that particular like goal or anything, then you'll feel very like didn't do well enough, you know, that kind of thing. And then you'll lose motivation. So yeah. I feel like you can set one, but don't focus too much on the numbers. Yeah. So on that topic, right? How do you like get motivated to keep going? Like, if like even if you don't hit the goals that you set or anything. I think the motivation actually comes from like people who watch our videos. Some of them are actually quite supportive. They are like regular viewers of our video who actually commented on oh, every single so nice. video yeah that really like encourages us to like keep on going even though sometimes we feel that um we might not be doing as well as other youtubers and yeah i think that 
numbers right might not be that important but because we are still starting out and we haven't reached like the monetization period yet so at this stage numbers actually is like quite important for us to achieve like growth and eventually convert to a full-time youtuber on that note how do you set yourself apart from the other types of content on youtube for now right our channel actually has like quite a broad scope of content for other youtubers right most of them already have their own niche Mm -hmm. yeah Mm, so i think we are kind of different because we explore like every single different content so they are actually lifestyle videos they also like food videos and like vlogs and others which make it like very versatile and we can like just throw in any ideas that we have so we are not like restricted but to a certain content yeah, I think you mentioned like as you guys um, gain more interest or maybe you know your interests change and you guys take change into different people that you can um, you can see that your content will change as well. So do you think anything like that happened in the last couple of months? Like maybe um, one of you said that, oh, no, I think we should start going in maybe this direction or someone else said like, oh, let's like, for example, I think you mentioned that you guys started making TikToks. So when the advent of TikTok happened, was there any discussion there that, oh, what are we going to make? What what type of content do we want to produce? So for TikTok, right, because most um, TikTokers, they do like dance challenges or like um, some trend or those, right? Because for me, I'm not a fan of like K-pop industry. So I have no like background Same. knowledge on K-pop. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. But for Tammy, right, she's a K-pop fan. And when we started TikTok... I think right, Belinda she- is too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> So when we started TikTok, she actually taught me how to like dance step by step. That's so cool. Ah, Yes. Yeah, like even though I look really awkward in the first few videos, right? Oh no. (laughs) Don't worry. Awkward is what get you the the view. Yeah, I think I improved along the way. So now I kind of like know some K-pop songs and also like some dance. Oh, that's so nice. Hey, me. Actually, actually, wait, I want to add on to just now the previous comment where we say about like any motivation or not. Okay, so yeah. okay, so I'll just add one comment. So actually, right, because my dad was disapproving, right? So I wanted to prove him wrong. So we oh, it was I kept going. Hit that one K. Yeah, so um in a way, la, he is one of my motivation to like prove him wrong and say that you see, actually I can do it. And yeah, and one good thing about doing YouTube as a duo, the two of us, we also have each other to rely on. It's if you're yeah, if you're doing it individually, right? Any burnout or any um upset that you feel from your views, why why am I not hitting target? You don't have anyone to rely on. So now at least we have the two of us, so we still rely on each other. Yeah. Okay, so um now I'll ask, I have one really, really burning question because like for me, this is a really big problem. Like when I'm doing my Twitch content, right? I don't know how to create like new ideas. You know, like it's always those same few games. I don't know whether it's just because I'm doing Twitch. 
But then like, I'm always curious how like YouTubers always come up with fresh ideas for every single video. And I'm like, damn amazing. So like, yeah, and also like that? how they stick to the trends. I feel like yeah. they're very, they're very good at adapting their content. Yeah. Like, like even when I was fast. looking at the, yeah, when I was looking at the 11-11, like their content, you can see how it's changed in the last few months. Like, you know, when like the peak of COVID, then changing out of it, then maybe starting a university life, going into school content. Like, how do you, how do you keep up that? But adapting i think one way is to actually look at what other people do um, sometimes you can adapt uh, i mean you can adopt their ideas and see whether it fits into your channel like you don't really have to copy the entire of their video but you I can do like, it in your own style yes. yeah you can pick out like a few good points and actually include it inside your videos as for the trend right like you have to be active on social media to see like what's going on, like what's the current like heat or what's the current hot topic right now. Yeah, which is actually not difficult because I guess most of us we are like really active on social media. So all these trends are like really common to us in our daily life. Lah. We we scroll TikTok, we look at Instagram, we watch YouTube. Yeah. I, and and how do we think of fresh ideas? Actually our ideas really come from anywhere and everywhere in our daily lives. I still remember like um I have certain content that I want to do. So it have um the idea came about when like in daily life. So like there was once I forgot to bring my wallet out. So I had no money. I only had my card, like easy link card. So I was telling Joey, hey, you know, we should do a content whereby we spend a day in Singapore without any cash and just That's easy link so card. Cool. Yeah, so it Ideas are just everywhere. Just see how you want to turn it into a video and how you film it. I think to add on to what they say, right? Uh, for those who are interested in how to think of fresh ideas, you just look at your timetable and your schedule for the upcoming week. There's definitely some space for you to squeeze content. If you are at home every day, then you think about maybe me spending 24 hours in my house, not leaving my house. So how do you get your food? I also don't know. Or if you are going out with your friends, to like somewhere then make a content out of that make a make it a vlog or for example if you are going maybe just to school one day of my school life which surprisingly gets a lot of views yeah, yeah. i would love to watch content like that I'm, I'm always watching something like that i think i think that's so true like you know finding what's content worthy in the life that you're already living because you know we're all university students we all have so many things to balance out so i, I definitely think that's a really cool way of looking at it but i also I do think it comes down to the type of people you both are. Like, would you describe yourselves as creative, like innovative people? Do you think that helped you in, um, in like making the channel what it is right now? Because I know I only like watching people if they can engage me, if they're interesting. And I definitely felt that when I was watching your videos. So how do you think your personalities have, have helped in sustaining the channel? Uh, I personally feel that like both of us are very relatable people. Like those things that we do, right? Like other people's we will like, also like do like these kind of like sometimes weird and funny things that happen like for me I I'm very clumsy so I trip on myself and I think there are people out there who can actually relate to this as well so I think being relatable yeah I know I can relate to that <laughs> yeah I think being relatable um, helps you to retain audience because like they can you know, like experience it as well in their own life. Yeah, they just recognize themselves. Yeah, and they yeah. see themselves in you and yeah. <laughs> they started to be more interested in your life. Talking about making videos, right? How long do you take to make each video and 
how do you really find the time to like balance it while you're studying? So the, I think the first thing is to actually match our schedule, like to see uh, when we are free to actually film the video. So when we have like fixed the time and the location, right, then we'll start to like see how many videos can we film on that day. Because it's really difficult for us to meet up due to like a very hectic schedule. So we try to like fit in as much as we can in a day. So like, as we mentioned earlier, like besides filming YouTube videos, we also like squeeze in TikTok videos in the middle. So like we are very productive in the entire day. Like we don't waste any time. It's like film one video and then let the camera charge. While the camera charging, we film TikToks. And then while the camera charge finish, we go back to filming. Yeah, so we just squeeze as much as we can in a day and just Make sure that there's a backlog to keep uploading. La. This is how we also, in a way, keep our consistency in weekly videos. People think that there's actually a huge barrier to entry in terms of like creating content. So like you need expensive equipment and stuff like that. But in actual fact, you actually just need your mobile phone and you can make a vlog. Do y'all agree with this? Yes, I agree. And in Singapore, there are actually a lot of tourist attraction that doesn't need to pay, right? You can just get into like garden by the bay for free and you can also like go up to the marina bay sand hotel and look yeah. at the building structure all those yeah i think also the location we're in is very helpful i mean you can make something at the beach or you can do something maybe like walking down orchard road or on campus we have a lot of places that are picture worthy video worthy content worthy and all of these are like free of charge yes yeah, so if you're actually looking out to you're looking to make content, do know that actually it's a very very accessible industry. You just need your mobile phone and be enthusiastic about it. So continuing on this, maybe uh, we would like to like how do y'all deal with like negative comments? So far, I don't think there are any negative comments on our channel because we are still like starting out. So not many people would have discovered us yet. But in the future, I think if we receive any negative comments or like people who just say mean things right i think we'll take it positively la. like you cannot expect everyone to like you so yeah sometimes i think like if they show like strong hatred to you right means that they actually bothered to look at your content and to like find things to like pinpoint if you think about the positive side they're helping you increase your watch time yeah and click <laughs> And they are also our viewers of your channel. So instead of like arguing with them or like spending time to like fight back, right? I think you should try to convert them to your fan. Yeah, ultimately they are already watching your content, right? So why not? They're still supporting your channel whether they like it or not. So on that topic, right? I wanted to ask, are there like times when, okay, cause like, let's say if, aside from like not getting any negative comments, that's, it's also very tough to have like, to do content creation as a side job or like a job, you know? So like, um, because like, you're always looking out for content, right, to do like on social media and everything. How do you like divide up your time to like, make sure that, oh, you actually get like enough mental breaks. Like you're not always thinking about, oh, what, like, you, what video you should create. And then like, when do you like, how do you do like separate the, like create that boundary between like work and like personal life because it's like so, it, everything's like so integrated with content creation. How do I put it? I don't really feel that like there are like really it's a like, job? Yeah, I, I, I don't have the feel that well, oh, YouTube is work. Okay, 
I feel that it's like part of my life, so I don't really feel like that. I mean, um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I don't really feel that. Um, okay, so I really have to separate. This is uh my work, and this is my life. So I've never really thought about that question until like y'all mentioned it. So <laughs> that's why I'm quite. I'll say no, I think that's a really great yeah. thing, though. Yeah, because we enjoy this job so much, right? That it actually became like a part of our life. Like it's not separated from our life. Yeah, and having so much fun with it, being like, being so happy doing your work is—I don't know—it's something to admire. I I know some people who do, for example, like they do Instagram as like a side job or modeling as a side job or you know things like that. So many times they feel like the content that they're creating really infringes upon what they do in their day to day lives. Like every time they access social media, every time they watch YouTube, all they're thinking about is. Their statistics, their numbers. What content should I create? Oh, this is a good idea. And for you to not have those sort of stresses, and for you to be able to just do your work in a in a pleasant manner, is it's really really nice. Maybe just sharing my perspective on the issue. Uh, I do feel that as a content creator, we tend to view content from a very very different light. In that, when we are looking at content, we are look sometimes as an editor, you are le- you are looking at. How do the other videos edit? What effects are they using? And you think about how you can derive the same effects. So sometimes it leads to a situation where actually viewing videos is not as enjoyable anymore, because you are looking at all the things that make the video work and why they are doing better than you. So there's a stress that adds to it when you are like actually converting to doing it as a full time job, because now you your family like in the essence your family's uh. Savings and money income flow is dependent on you, and you need to constantly be updated to ensure that you are up in the latest editing technology or like latest editing trends. In in that sense, I mean, all of us have seen the bear shop before, or like all the latest effects that come that comes with like editing. Yeah. Uh, ending this segment, we will be talking about advice for aspiring content creators in the next segment. So if you are interested in it, please stay tuned. Even if you are not interested in it, do still stay tuned to us because we are create. See you guys soon. Welcome back to Create. I'm Javier, and once again, we are at our final segment. So for this segment. We'll be talking about advice for aspiring content creator, and of course the final plans for Tammy and Joey. So first question: A lot of people are interested in becoming a YouTuber. Any advice you have for them? Just do it. This yeah. one. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Just yes. get started. Yeah, you have to get started. If not, like it's just a thought in your mind, you know, like. You keep thinking like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But if you don't put it into action, right, you never get there. Yeah. So whatever you have in mind, right, just like don't be afraid to step out and yeah, just try your best to do it. Even if you screw up or whatever, right, I think you can like learn from it and become better. My my yeah. personal advice: there's never a perfect first product. So. Just yeah, honestly, just you have to make a few mistakes to settle in to figure out what you want to do, what's your niche, and I think just taking that first step is so big. Yeah, don't bother like oh with all the preparation crap. So just start doing it, then you definitely get somewhere lah. 
Yeah, oh. we also learn through our own videos also. If you look at our first few videos, yeah, the quality isn't there also. But you see, you'll see that along the way through our videos, yeah, we have grown. We have grown and the quality is improving, yeah. And uh, actually, like, you have to just always try. Lah. Um, I have a little small tip for expiring YouTubers. So, like, actually, you don't really have to pay for those editing apps uh, whereby you'll be like, oh, this app is so expensive. I have to pay $500 just to use the app. When you're starting out, there's, they actually provide free trial. So you can try out the different editing apps trial first, right? Then before you find what is suited for you and then you settle down with it. You don't really need a professional equipment. Yeah, a phone as just now we say a phone is good enough, just record. Yes, just use any equipment you have, like from your phone. Like for example, your audio equipment, right? You can just use a second phone to record your audio. It's actually Yeah, and you can like edit on those free softwares that are that come with your laptop. Yeah. So maybe what were you what do you think is your end goal for your channel or like what are your fan final plans future plans for your channel? Or for yourselves. Do you where do yeah. you where do you see it going? In order to become a full time YouTuber, I think like the first step is to hit a thousand subscribers. <laughs> so if viewers if you are not subscribed to the channel yet, please Please support them. Yeah, please help support them also. Have you guys ever considered maybe like partnerships or you know meeting up with other Singaporean YouTubers to hopefully like expand your audience? You know, maybe from other Asian creators if you guys happen to visit back home or visit somewhere else. Um, would, do you think that would help you in maybe expanding your channel and becoming a bigger creator? Of course, we will. Uh, we will love to interact with other YouTubers and learn from them. But because of like the COVID situation right now, we cannot travel overseas to meet like content creators from other countries. So I think like we should like start small. Like uh, we can try to meet up with content creators in Singapore first and like see what we can learn from them and we can like try to grow together and yeah, make friends. Yeah, so actually we've also started to collaborate with a few local YouTubers as well. So if you check out our channel, you'll see um, Javier as well as other local creators. Yes. Are there any um, Singaporean YouTubers that you wish to collaborate with in the future? Like, don't have to be a very reachable one, but like a one that you want to collaborate with eventually. The penguins at Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking, joking. That's just a cold joke. I <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> actually, like I think I've always tell Joey that hey, you know, I feel that if you can collaborate with like T with B, it will be like quite cool. Cause like we are both like a duo, and like we can maybe do challenges together. So that is like something that I've always been imagining. Hopefully one day, <laughs> dreams will come true. I think another YouTuber that I'm really a fan of is actually Thomas K. So actually, I'm a huge fan of him. Um, yeah, so I do hope that maybe one day we get to collaborate with each other. So uh, Thomas maybe, K and T50 listening to this, please hit them up. Maybe, maybe I should message uh, Thomas, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super fan, okay? I used to watch Oh my videos. god, she's a big yeah. fan, huh? You, you can say in the group chat that you have to collaborate with you. I'm very paisay, you know? Okay, our jokes aside. So like... Uh, aside from maybe like expanding your current platform, have you guys thought of 
Um, I mean, you already mentioned moving on to TikTok, but maybe other platforms, do you think you might shift your focus off of YouTube? Because, you know, some people are saying you should like double down on TikTok or, you know, as this is your first podcast you mentioned, would you consider maybe keeping it going, starting your own? Um, is, there, is there any plans for that in the future? For us, uh, I think YouTube is still like the main part of our journey because like uh, it's like uh, one of the how say the main focus la, for us and we actually also have a Instagram page to like promote to people but it's not working that well I feel so actually we are still open to all ideas so be it maybe at podcast in future I mean why not maybe a few months down the road you'll see us starting our own podcast as well we are always open to ideas and open to collaborations yeah have you ever thought of starting live streaming Maybe you can live stream two of you eating, you know, see who eat faster. And that will be a very fun podcast, right? Yeah, there's so and many, there's so many things you can do in yeah, like, you have seen live like, streaming, podcasts. You have seen people like live streaming eating like a large amount of food. But have you, bangs, seen, yeah. have you seen friends live streaming, right? And then like maybe, I don't know, the loser put more chili inside the, the food. I have no idea. Live okay, video, might- yeah. We might consider to do it in the future, but I feel like live stream right um takes a lot more courage compared to like not regular videos because live stream is like you know you cannot cut and edit the video. It's like everything is like recorded live. Like whatever things yeah. you do, people will like see. It. Yeah, I think you need to get to like a f- like a like a further point in your career where you're confident with doing that and you have you have the audience. Yeah. Uh, Tammy, you mentioned that you're thinking of, you know, becoming a full-time YouTuber after you finish university. So, like, I know it, it may just be, like, a small seed in your head right now. But have you given that any thought? Like, do you know if you want to continue as Eleven Eleven? Do you want to maybe go abroad and try out new content over there? Um, is, is there any plans over there? Uh, Come Taiwan with me. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, so far, my plan is to just keep continuing Eleven Eleven, And I do actually wish that we could expand our brand into other stuff also. Mm, specifically what? Uh, I think still need more discussion and more planning. But definitely, we will expand this Eleven Eleven brand. And whether I travel abroad, we always wanted to film some content in Korea. Yeah. Yes. Post-COVID, yes. go Korea. Hopefully can go lah. Yeah, so we do want to travel and film some content abroad as well. So it's not say not in our future plans. I mean, mm-hmm. it's in our future plans, but now COVID plus financial, we have to think for think about yeah. it lah. Yeah, more planning needed. Yes. Other than Korea, is there any other countries that you want to visit and make content out of? Taiwan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Taiwan. <laughs> Are there any like international creators that you would you would maybe want to collaborate with? Because I know I watch so many YouTubers that are not even based in Singapore. Okay, I will say one, and I think Joey will say one. I want to say, in Korea, right? Actually, I love these twins called Q Square Heart. Q Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I watched their content. Yeah, so actually they inspire me a lot also. So I wish that if you can meet them, it's really a dream come true. Yeah. And then oh. I think Joey, Joey can talk about Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's this um guy that, oh, his name is really Joey, like same as mine. <laughs> and he he's from China and he do a lot of like reviews on really weird food combis and also like some really 
shocking content that really take us by surprise. So like every single video, right? Like we find it really entertaining because of like his reaction to like all the products and everything. And I think the, that he, he's a really nice person to talk to. Yeah, the way he the his words is oh my god! I can just laugh through the entire video. It's really very funny. Yeah, I think there's so much to learn from from other creators. Yeah, and because you were mentioning about like a uh, food fusion. So have you considered like fusing Singaporean food, like maybe your roti prata with your laksa? How does that work though? I have no idea. Oh, that would taste so bad. Oh, that sounds like a recipe for diarrhea. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, maybe we would do like some food hacks or maybe I do not know some weird food combi in future when we can afford to. Well, we do have school, I guess. In case we get upset, stomach upset. Food poisoning. <laughs> you have um, to use some buffer time for that. Yeah, maybe you can try cooking like stuff like seven, seven different colors roti prata or stuff like that. Yeah, m- mess around with the with the words yeah. eleven eleven. Well, about, like, about, like eleven types of something. Yeah, eleven types of bakute. I don't know. Oh, bakute got many types. That sounds so cool. Actually, we've never thought about this. We might do something. Yeah, oh, we're giving us ideas here. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, eleven types of Singaporean food. I have no idea. Okay, yeah. but that's also lame. My top eleven favorite, like Singapore this, food. <laughs> this is why, like, we love to interact with other people because you never know, like, when they will like come up with really great content. Oh. They will help you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, I feel like it's been so nice having you guys here and hear what it is like. To be a YouTuber and be such a consistent YouTuber, it it really opens your eyes. And with all the unboxing, I'm sure like you also have actually experienced like uh, not very nice food, right? <laughs> so I mean, it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing to like experience weird combination of food. Like I mean, our wasabi. Uh, if you yes, still remember, the, yeah, yeah, our wasabi. wasabi. For those practice. who don't know, uh, watch that watch that video where I was the guest. Yes. The wasabi crackers are so memorable. Oh no. Yeah, actually, food is a really good content to work on if you don't have any niche because like everyone has to eat every day, right? Yeah, <laughs> and like I think a lot of people, I think that like in a multiracial and cultural country in Singapore, like Singapore, actually all of us like want to really learn more about the other cultures and like to explore what other culture food is like, you know. So I think food content is a really great idea if you don't know how to start. Other than that, I think vlogs are also great content to start with because everyone lead different life. So that's something where people might be interested in your life, especially if you are like maybe a student, uh, yeah, a student or like working in an interesting company. Internship, right? I see a lot of internship vlogs going yeah. on YouTube. I saw a lot of intern. I'm not yeah, especially in- like when you're in high school and you're watching university style content. It's so nice to see what it could be like. Have you all seen or you suggested like secondary school kids starting YouTube nowadays? I was like, oh my god, like back in our era, right? We can't even bring a phone to class. Okay, am I the only one that's that old? But okay, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, now the YouTubers are getting younger and younger. Like, sometimes we are shocked to see like, oh my god, how come they are younger than us? But then like, they're doing way more stuff and getting way more attention. So we're like, hey, they can do it, we can do it too. <laughs> Yeah, I think technology plays a huge part in this because when we are young, right, like 
I probably only got my first phone when I was in P5. Yeah, but for kids now, right, like even three-year-old, four-year-old, they're already like scrolling the iPad and all. Yeah, they have their own iPads, their own phones. They're watching YouTube as well. <laughs> <laughs> they started talking like YouTubers, I feel. Like they're like Blippi or whatever, the, the cat that they keep watching. Yeah, yeah. I think they all start talking like that. Because in the way we learn the way we speak from like what we are exposed to so if they're watching a lot of youtube yeah. videos they'll well, definitely pick too. up the way they speak so i think it's in a way it's a very good thing because That's true. if you want your kid to be learning proper english they can make him watch make them english watch. proper english i think this goes back to what joey's plans were to be like an educator that would be so cool yeah maybe people would like be like i want my kid to learn chinese then i'll watch your content so um i have another question I think like this was one of the topics that we slightly touched on earlier. So like a lot of people think that YouTubers, like to be a YouTuber, you need to have fancy equipment because like me, I was really dumb. I bought like for my Twitch stream, right? I bought a 4K gaming setup and I bankrupted myself. But anyway, beside the point, <laughs> like um, aside from like fancy equipment, a lot of people also actually feel like they need to have the skills like before they jump into anything. So like, what would you advise to those like, these these people, this group of people. Actually, when we started out, we didn't know much about editing and like we didn't have much skills as well. I mean, we just kind of learn learn along the way. We look at how other people are editing, like you through YouTube tutorials. We look at how they film as well, and we just learn along the way, lah. So. You don't really have to, oh, I study first before I practice the, <laughs> you know, learn theory first, then I do the practical. You can do it both at the same time. Yeah. And slowly you'll start to find your own style and everything. To add on to the question, right? I mean, to add on to the explanation, I feel that you should just get started because editing takes practice. And what's bad, I mean, what other practice can you get other than like starting the editing? You can't just find like trial videos online and then edit, right? Why not just yep. edit your own video? Yeah, just correct. push it out. Very true, it's very true. You don't know, maybe it'll go viral, you know. You, you never know, you never know what kind of content will go viral today, tomorrow, or like maybe six months down the road, one year down later. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, so just really just do it. You have to start somewhere to get somewhere. Just for my personal experience alone, my video didn't go viral until 9 months later. So like, it was stuck below 100 views for like 9 That's months. What a dedication! Then after 9 months, it blew up to 17k. Wow! Yeah, so it's like, you really have to just keep doing and then eventually, you hit your breakthrough. Even if you have zero knowledge on like anything, right, you can actually Google because internet is very is readily accessible <laughs> nowadays so whatever you don't know you can just like google or you can learn from youtube tutorials at the same time you might have friends who are already in like media so if you they might have resources or like guides that it might help you get started so yeah just ask around and don't be afraid to ask lah. yeah yeah i feel like it's I've noticed, I think um, Javier mentioned it before, there's been a lot more student YouTubers these days. And so many of them have mentioned that, you know, feel free to send me a DM, you know, reach out to me and I can help you out. And I think that sort of community that's being created is really nice because as a content creator, it's 
it's it's it's really affirmative that you know you can always reach out to the people who may be more knowledgeable and um have you guys ever considered like you know how to further the interaction with your followers or your fans we actually uh joined a program whereby we have mentors to give us feedback on how to improve our videos and that's so cool yeah i think like that helped us a lot to know like um how we can improve and uh they also try to like give us like newer ideas to expand on our content yeah, yeah so and through that program we also meet a lot of other new friends who are doing content creation as well yeah so they're kind of gaining exposure along the way last but not least is there anything you would like to say to your subscribers what's this no one can see <laughs> no <laughs> they're making hearts yeah they're making hearts but Clearly, no one can see over here. I mean, no one can hear what they are showing. Ah, so. First of all, first of all, I would like to thank them for like staying with us through like this one one year plus. I think it's like <laughs> emotional speech. Yeah, I'm really grateful for those people who actually took time to give us feedbacks and stay with us throughout the year because I, it's and. <laughs> Sorry, it's not, I, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. easy. So, for having them to stay with us, stick with us, wow, we really cannot thank them enough. They are the reason why we are still doing content creation today. They are the reason why we can continue to create better videos, create more content, you know. Mm. So, just really, very, we, we really appreciate them. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. Is there so, any followers of 11 Evelyn watching? They love you. <laughs> Thank you for like joining our podcast. And so if you don't oh, no, know... No, what... we have to thank you for inviting us. Oh, thank it's been a so pleasure much. having you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so to give you some like uh, promoting, if you do not know what's their channel, go search 1111 on YouTube. So we are signing off here. So I once again I'm Javier. I'm Belinda. And I'm Sohana. We are Radio Pals, the sound of NUS. What? Click what? I thought they create. <laughs> we are create. <laughs> oh yeah. And we are create. Yeah. <laughs> so bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.